Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about making the transition from the end of your day back into your marriage and your family life. And spoken word poet Sarah Kay had this to say. She said, I have always liked coming home and sharing what has happened that day with my loved ones. I like comparing notes. I know other people do too. I think there's a human instinct to tell stories no matter who you are or where you live. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking a lot about that on today's show, that transition and being able to share what's gone on during the day with your spouse because that takes a lot of different forms depending on who you are and how you do transition back into marriage and family life. Yeah, how you process life. Absolutely. But before we get started with that, we know you guys love to hear the hugs that come in from folks just like you in the One community. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. He zigs, she zags. Get your communication on the same path. Your marriage can be better than ever. With effective communication, you're going to stop feeling angry and frustrated with your spouse and avoid this affecting other areas of your life. You're going to develop lasting solutions for your marriage so you can get through anything together. It gives you the opportunity to restore honesty, openness, and transparency with each other so you can live together with love and trust. But more importantly, effective communication will allow you to create the happily ever after that you both desire and deserve. So learn more about that at hezigsshezags.com. So this uh, emailer said, I just want to say a quick thanks. I came across your podcast recently, either from Dave Ramsey or Dan Miller, not sure which, but I've added it to my feed. Wow. This has been a game changer for us. So much so that hubby and I have both gone back to episode one and are starting from the beginning. And for those of you, it's, I love you guys. I so do. And it's awesome. And whenever we hear that, Elisa and I go, oh my gosh. Because that was like over five years ago now. And the cool thing is, is when you guys do go back, many of you will email back in or you'll leave comments. And it's really cool because we even get to see and remember where we were five years ago, four mm-hmm. years ago, and the progression. And you know, you guys who have been listening and have progressed, it, it's really cool. So just give us a little grace though when you do go back to listen to those old episodes because we've grown a lot in the last five years. Yeah. So just a little grace for those early ones. But uh, this emailer goes on to say, we've been married for 13 years and have two little girls, ages four and one. Mm. We're in the trenches every day and we're exhausted. Over the last year, we've grown in part, not intentionally, but just over time as we've adjusted to life with kids and everything that comes with it. Things weren't bad. They just weren't awesome. Mm. They met the status quo. 
like so many. Mm-hmm. Over the last few weeks, we've made so many small changes in our marriage. We're both making a little bit of extra effort to connect with each other every day. It's been so refreshing. It is so nice to hear a Christian couple talk honestly and openly about all areas of marriage, from sex to kids to money and everything in between. I have to say, I especially appreciate your openness in regards to your kids. Hold on, that just flipped on me. Um, She says, this may sound crazy, but it's so reassuring to hear you way back when in your early episodes talking about your four-year-old daughter having major tantrums. So often, no one talks about the hard aspects of parenting and especially not their failures. It makes this journey so much easier to hear you guys talking about your kids and their issues and triumphs, but especially their issues. Our four-year-old is in the same phase that your daughter was way back then, and we go from playing with Legos to screaming over nothing in 1.2 seconds, and we've been wondering what we're doing wrong. Oh, you're not doing anything. We, we, we had that this weekend. So, and, and, and our youngest now is nine. So it still happens. It, it's still going on. To be way back at the beginning of your show and hearing you talk about dealing with those things too, it gives us hope and encouragement. Mm. My husband and I have decided to adopt your intimacy lifestyle. Right on. And we have a few areas that we're specifically working on to help round out all these areas of intimacy. You've changed our marriage in a few short weeks. All that to say, thank you. Thanks for being open and honest. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for this ministry. It has and will continue to be a blessing to us as we listen in. Well, we are honored and humbled to have you guys as listeners, as well as all of you new listeners who are coming on board. We are just totally and um, utterly just astonished sometimes to to learn who you are, you know, with your emails, when you send them in. We do read them. Sometimes we just can't get back to each and every one of you. But do know we love you guys and we pray over you guys. Mm-hmm. And we know that so many of you are coming to us on so many different, from so many different platforms, from Facebook, from Instagram. Um, some of you have found us through Pinterest, and of course, you know, just being on our email list, um, so that you're in the know of everything that's going on with One Extraordinary Marriage. And we're just, we just love having our family grow, mm-hmm. our one family grow each and every day. Yeah. As you discover us, so let's just jump right in and talk about this idea of transitioning, and. This came about because I was having a call with one of my coaching clients. We were doing a strategy session and we were talking about this whole end of the day period of time, right? The the time between when you get off of work and when you're coming home, transitioning to being back into life with your spouse. And if you have kids with your kids and what does that look like? Can I just say one thing? Yeah. We're not saying that when you leave the house that you just sort of shut the door to your your marriage to your family we're just saying that there is a transition from hey i'm at home to i'm at work to you know i'm running my business to now i'm coming back home and i need to be present with my family they need my attention and you know this is something that elisa and i hey we deal with all the time every day you know, and we work on this constantly. And this is also for those of you that are at home parents with your kids. This is not, I'm not minimizing what you do do during the day. I'm just saying that there is a distinct period of time when everybody kind of comes back together at the end of the day, at the end of, I'm just going to put work day in quotes so that we all kind of know what period, you know, it's it's the witching hour when you have newborns, you know, where they kind of get all like fussy in the middle, you know, early, late afternoon, early evening, that's the period of time 
that I'm talking about this transition time. And, and, you know, as you start thinking about it, you know, what does that period of time look like for you? You know, when you're walking in the door at the end of the day, what's behind that? You know, it's like, ladies, and gentlemen, what's behind the garage door number one or the front door number two? You know, is it, is it a spouse who's frantically trying to corral the kids making dinner and help with homework? Are you worn out from doing a long day at the office only to have to like mentally shift gears going, okay, you know, what still needs to be done? Do we have yard work that needs to be done? Do the guard, you know, is it Monday and the garbage cans get out or is it Tuesday and the garbage cans have to come back in and did somebody pick up the mail? You know, are you one of those types of people that have trouble separating the work day? And so, you know, and leaving it at the door and having it follow in with you. And I'll raise my hand to that one. Yeah. I mean, and Tony does. And the kids have even made a few comments recently, like, you know, and I'll say, hey, where's your dad? They're like, on the computer. Just with that, like, eh. Yeah. That's where he is. It, it is. It's one of my, it is definitely one of my struggles. It, it, it flows because we work out of the house and I do step out and do work outside the house and then I flow back in and then. You know, and so I can roll back in at a four o'clock and I'm still thinking in my mind, hey, you know what? I still got another hour, hour and a half of stuff that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. And, and this was really interesting because like I said, this whole episode came about because I was talking to one of my coaching clients who happens to get home roughly half hour to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on what her husband's doing before he gets home. Right. So she comes home. She has her quiet time. She's able to do some chores around their property. And then he walks in the door and she's just like, my husband's home, right? Super excited because she, you know, she's been missing him during the day, right? And he walks in and he's just like, whoa, I'm not there yet, right? And so we were talking about this time and talking about how to, how to change this for them. And it really got to the point where I was thinking about, okay, what does that look like for all of you, right? Because we know Every time we get behind the mics and we bring up a topic that if it affects one of you, it affects hundreds of you, mm-hmm. if not thousands, depending on what we're talking about. Right. And so as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, you know, what? we need to talk about this because we've we've been challenged. by. I mean, Tony admitted his challenges that sometimes he doesn't transition. And so, you know, looking at this time, because honestly, when you come home or when you're shifting gears from being in your home office to being you know, fully present with the family there are some serious things that you need to take into consideration there. Right. Because your kids who have been out of the house all day, if they're school age and being educated out of the house, because I know a lot of you homeschool, you know, so that's a whole different dynamic there. But your kids are coming home you're, and your spouse are coming home. There are certain things that do need to get done. Like people, you know, it's so crazy. My kids have like decided that they want to eat every day, you know, and have dinner. And it's interesting because our 12-year-old is just ca- like suddenly coming to the point now that he started helping out more around the house. He's like, why does the kitchen get dirty every day? Because we eat. Because we eat every day. You like to do this thing called eating. And so that requires dirty dishes. And all you know, it's, it's so funny to see how their minds just kind of put two and two together. But all of these things have to be done. And on top of that, there has to be some kind of connection between you and the person that you sleep with every night. It's like one more thing, right? Except that ultimately it should be the most important thing because guess what? If you guys can figure out the transition and how to reconnect with one another, then I'm telling you, all the rest of the stuff gets a little bit easier. And I'm going to share with you how I know this because years and years ago, Tony and I were very like role specific. 
I was the wife. I took care of the kids. I took care of the meals. I took care of bath time. I took care of cleanup time. Tony went out and worked and paid, you know, brought home the money. That was kind of our division of labor. And then we did this crazy thing. A lot of you have heard about it. It's called the 60 Days of Sex Challenge. And if you haven't, that's episode one that the uh, listener was referring back to in her email. We did this 60 Days of Sex Challenge. And all of a sudden, when we made connecting, especially like that transition part at the end of Tony's workday when he was coming back in and I was just basically thrusting his children at him and saying, they're yours, take them. I don't care anymore. Like, Do something with these kids. Everybody's been screaming at mom all day. Um, all of a sudden, I noticed two things in my life happened. One, I did not have to do bath time with our children. I guess it was three. I didn't have to do bath time every night. I didn't have to do everybody's bedtime. We would start alternating. And then the biggest miracle for me was that my dishes started getting done. The dish fairy had moved in and his name is Tony. And I will tell you that when you, <laughs> he's just grinning. I love the dish fairy. I do. I do. Because I hate washing dishes. I just, I hate cleaning up the kitchen at the end of the day. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so when he does it, it just makes me happy. Yep. It's, makes me happy but that happened because we made connecting a priority but we had to figure in order to be able to connect in the evenings in order to be able to connect throughout the day we had to figure out this transition time Mm -hmm. because this is critical because if you can't shift gears and come up with a plan to leave work at work or at least at the garage door you can always pick it up again you can i'm not telling you to like chuck it out the door on your way or out the window on your drive home but i'm saying you've got to have a plan right for how you're going to transition because it could be the difference between a screaming match or the silent treatment at the end of the day or cuddling and you know potentially having sex i mean this transition time is so powerful that it can totally impact the next you know four or five hours that the two of you are awakened in the same house right so you're facing all these demands all day long, right? You know, people are asking. I mean, I, I know when Tony's working from home, his phone rings off the hook. People are like, hey, Tony, hey, Tony, hey, Tony, hey, Tony. I'm like, geez, already put your phone on silent. Same thing for those of you that have got kids at home that are dealing with clients. You've got people demanding you all day long. And then you walk into the house and guess what? Somebody else is demanding, right? Like take the kids. What are we having for dinner? What still needs to be done? So what do you do when you're what I shared with this wife that I was talking to last week? And what I think is so important is you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan for what happens as you're coming home. For those of you that are, you know, that commute, what does that drive time look like? How do you start to shift gears in your head? And for some of you, maybe it's listening to music. Maybe it's listening to, you know, an uplifting podcast. I don't know. Maybe that's when you listen to an extraordinary marriage. Just a shameless plug. But, you know, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, But even as you're coming home and, you know, thinking through the end of your day, setting up the expectations in your own mind for what's going to happen in the evening. Right, and I remember reading a story once. I'm, yeah, oh, okay. So Tony's just making signals to me. I'm good. Uh, I remember reading the story about this couple that had a tree outside of their door, and every day the kids would watch their dad, and he would just stop by this like little bush tree type thing, 
And finally, one of the kids said, Daddy, what are you doing? And the man explained that that's where he leaves all of his stuff Mm. from the workday. Right? He just leaves it at the tree because he knows he walks over the bush because he knows he's going to walk by there in the morning. He can pick up all the junk, right? All the struggles with, you know, the coworkers or the boss or the clients or whomever. He can pick it up, but he doesn't need to bring it into his home. And I remember that visual stuck with me because we all have some kind of entryway into our homes, right? We have that time. And even if it's just sitting in your car and taking, you know, three, five, ten minutes to just pray and say, God, this is what I want for my family for this evening. This is what I want to bring home to my husband or to my wife or to my children. This is the part of me that I want to give to them. Right? I want to give them not the, not the leftovers mm-hmm. because how often does our family get our leftovers because we've left the best of, it, best of ourselves at the office. Don't bring your family the leftovers. Set it up in your mind that you are bringing them the best part of you, right? They get you when not all of these other demands are being made on your time. They get you when, you know, it's a perfect time to cuddle. If you've got kids, folks, cuddle with your kids. They need to feel loved and touched by you, right? I mean, I've got one that, you know, hugs me all day long. And I've got another one that loves to be cuddled with before bedtime. Mm-hmm. Do I give up the cuddles with my kids? No. And in fact, my kids know that if they ask to cuddle or for a hug, I pretty much stop everything to do that because at some point in time, my five foot eight, 12 year old is going to not want to hug his mom. And so I'm not ready to give that up yet. So we just kind of go with it until he tells me no more. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like if we decide in our minds that during this transition time, we're going to leave the stuff Right, because that's what you're bringing home. I mean, you're bringing home the demands. You're bringing home the grumpiness of the client. You're bringing home the the boss that asked you to stay late and you said, no, I'm going home to my family. You're bringing home all of that. The people that are already at home, they don't know about that stuff. And it doesn't bring the best part of you to them. Yeah, and for me, because this is where I struggle, folks, it, it truly is one of those places that I am continuously and constantly looking at and dissecting and for me i do do this i'm trying to be better and more um proactive about it that it does stay i i don't do it perfectly believe me and yet what i do find myself doing though more and more in the afternoons when i'm back after work when the workday is done because most of it's done here at the home is, you know, getting outside, playing basketball with my son. You know, it's, you know, this weekend uh, and even on Friday, uh, Abby wanted to make these minimalist shoes out of socks. And, and so we ran over to Home Depot to pick up like some rubber spray type stuff and try to make all that, you know, but it was taking time, leaving everything mm-hmm. behind, just going, you know what? It can all get shut down right now for a little bit. I can I can leave it all. And yes, in the evenings, sometimes I'll steal away, do my stuff, you know, after the kids are back in bed, whatever it may be. And then that way I can have that transition time and I'm here with them and I'm here with Elisa and I'm pouring into them. Again, do I do it perfectly? No. And here's part of the key with that too is that this transition time when you're coming home, you guys have got to talk about what that looks like. 
right? Because some of you come home and basically you turn off the key to the car, you walk in the door and you have shifted gears. Boom, you're ready to go back into family life, back into marriage, you're all good. Some of you need to come inside the house and you need to decompress or you need to go for a walk or you need to blow, you know, like Tony said, I mean, he's, he and Alex, I'm telling you, there is the sound of a bouncing ball around my house every day. And a little bit of trash talking. A lot of trash talking. <laughs> Let's not even minimize that a little bit. But you know what? That That's a transition time. And in fact, there was a day last week when Tony was, I don't know if you were coming home late or something happened. You had a late appointment or something. And, and Alex was, it reminded me of when he was three and he was like, when's dad coming home? I'm like, I don't know when he gets here. You know, that's kind of my standard response, right? And he's like, but are we going to get a chance to play basketball? Right. And I was like, and it was such, such a moment where I was like, okay, he understands that this is what dad does coming home now, right? Dad comes home, he puts his stuff away, you know, bags down and things like that. And he goes out and plays basketball with mm -hmm. me. That's become a fabric in the transition. And, you know, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know if you need time to pray. I don't know if you come in ready to like just boom, let's go. Family life, married life. Like I'm ready. Or if it's some combination, but the only way you guys are going to find out what that looks like in your marriage is if you sit down and have a state of our marriage conversation. Right. Right. Because you can't guess. I mean, just like I was telling this wife that I was having the conversation with, I've said, I'm guessing because her husband wasn't on the call. I said, I'm guessing he needs a little more time. Like you've already got 45 minutes before he shows up. You have decompressed. You've done these little things. You've had this gift of time. He walks in the door and he's just like, whoa. What's up? <sighs> like you're, you're on me quick. Which, you know, he loves her. This is not a question of love or of returning love. It's a question of shifting gears. gears. That's yeah. all. And, and so we... And, and, when we and, and here's the thing though. When we don't have that state of our marriage conversation about this area, there can be a lot of tension and a lot of fighting and a lot of bickering that happens in this time zone, in this transition area. And many of you can probably be looking back and going and thinking, gosh, that does happen in here. This does, this tends to be this tense moment for us, for our marriage, for the family, and that's why, because both of you don't know what to do. And, and I get it, especially you, you guys with the young ones and the oh, smallies, yeah. the small ones. I mean, um, I mean, I remember walking through the door and Elisa would just be like, I'm done. Hand me a kid, you know, and the other one's crying and I hadn't had time to just sort of transition back in after a long day. And so that would get me very frustrated because I felt in that time and in that moment that she wasn't respecting what I had done outside, like the house and, and earning. And yes, I totally understand what your guys are saying. Most likely more, more times than not the moms who are home going, well, we're doing all this stuff, right? I get it now because we've had conversations about it. But in that moment, in that time period of our lives and in our marriage, I didn't. I felt like it was just like, you take care of these kids. I need time away where I had to express myself to Elisa and go, listen, I've had a long day too. Like my day has not, it, it hasn't just been all like rainbows and butterflies either, you, you know? So we had to come to an agreement of, okay, 
How are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. How are we going to do life in this transition so we don't blow up? Because that became a very volatile time. Oh, yeah. It was definitely, I mean, like you talk about the witching hour with, with babies and toddlers. We had it as adults. And, you know, as I started going through, okay, what did it look like for us? And it's still, like Tony said, this is still a work in progress for us. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I talk about other couples in the one family needing what we talk about on the podcast. Guys, more often than not, it's us. Yeah right? Because we take all of these same things and we implement them or remind ourselves of them or things that we did in the past. And so, you know, as I was thinking through strategy with this wife, you know, we were talking about, okay, you know, part of the state of the marriage conversation is figuring out, okay, what are the signals that the two, you know, are you guys going to have code words? Are you going to have a signal? Is it going to be, you know, a text message? You guys have got to figure that out. But one of the things I started thinking about was, you know, traffic signal, right? You, and you guys know what a traffic signal looks like. You know, you've got the red light on top and then the yellow light and the green light, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in thinking about that, I thought, oh my gosh, the traffic signal is the perfect code, right? Because green, you know, if you get a text that says, hey, I'm green light tonight, this is, we're not talking about sex. We're just talking about the evening. Green light for sex is a whole nother podcast and conversation. I think we've talked about that once. Um, or we have listeners that have the red, green, and yellow pillows. Yes. Yes, we do. that go back. That's in one of the past podcasts. Anyway. So green, all systems are a go. I'm in a, you know, had a great day at work. I'm excited. You know, I'm in a good frame of mind. Like I'm just going to come in and I'm just going to, you know, like I'm ready to engage. Right. Right. Yellow, you know, it's been a bit of a rough day. I'm, I'm going to just probably need a few minutes just to decompress. Maybe I'll go change my clothes. Uh, take a shower. Take a shower. Nothing too crazy long, but I just need like a little, need a little bit of time. Or red, red is like, I probably should do something before I engage with all of you, mm -hmm. meaning spouse and kids if you have them, because if not, I'm liable to start World War III. And you guys know when you've had those days. And I think the biggest thing is when you have your state of our marriage conversation is what does all the, what do what does that time frame look like? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? What does it include? Because honestly. If you have a spouse who's like red light every, you know, every night and that turns into like a two hour ordeal, well, that's not cool. Right. You know, I mean, that's them checking out. And so there's, there's a bigger issue that is underlying that needs to be addressed. So between the two of you, you need to talk about what is it? What does it look like? What are the guardrails around that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a red light. So I'm going to go hang out at the bar for three hours. No, you know what? For me, that doesn't work out. You know what I mean? That's you checking out and you're not ever coming home. And so when you do come home, the kids are already asleep and, and, and I'm frustrated with you. And again, this could be either way, husband, wife, you know, whatever that may look like for you guys. But that's where the state of our marriage conversation comes in because each of you are different. Right. Each of you have, you know, for one couple, it may be 10 minutes is a red light. For some, it may be 30 minutes. You two have to make that determination. And around that, you got to put your guardrails. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? How do we re-engage? And, and again, if it's something that you guys are noticing that, hey, more times than not, it's a yellow, it's a red light, then you need help. Right. And you need to figure out what's causing that. Is it a bad work situation? Is it a financial situation? Is it a challenge that you're facing in your marriage and the two of you don't know how to, how address, to, it. How to address it? You know, that's where you're going to see a lot more of the, your yellows and your reds. And that pattern of checking out, I mean, I'm so glad, Tony, that you brought that up because that's a symptom of a much larger problem. 
going on in the marriage. So, you know, think about it this week. Think about what it looks like when you transition. Think about this period of time because for a lot of you, I'm guessing you haven't thought about it. You just know that when you come home, some days are better than other days. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, that's not always because of your spouse's attitude. And even for those of you who have no kids in the house, what's it look like for you guys? Because sometimes you guys can just come in and not even connect. I mean, one's up in the bedroom or in the office reading. The other one's, you know, on the living room watching TV. And that can just happen for hours. And you're not really connecting. You're in the same home. Right. And yet there's this lack of emotional intimacy that is now impacting your sexual and physical intimacy. So yes, just because we talked a lot about families with kids at home, I challenge those of you who don't, who are empty nesters, to also look at this because it does impact your marriage. And a lot of our folks that don't have kids, this is actually uh, a trickier situation for them because you know kids a lot of times <laughs> in that transition time do bring you together because you got to re-engage because of the kids. So those of you that don't, this message also applies to you. If you've listened this long, you've probably figured that out already. But you know, this week, I, I want you to, I'm going to challenge you to look at that transition time, to think about how you're going to handle it and how you're going to choose, hear my words, how you're going to choose to make that more positive, not just for yourself, but for your spouse and for your family. Yeah. And so as we end today, guys, we have this awesome wall called the, called the Love You Guys Wall of Fame. And there are probably 70 about 70 pictures of you guys from the one family up on this wall. And you can see them on Instagram or Facebook and we'll get some new ones up there. Here's our request. You who have not sent one in and are listening to this right now. We want a picture of you and your spouse and we're going to make it super, super, super easy for you. All you have to do is send it to info at one extraordinary marriage.com in the subject put love you guys pick attach a picture get a selfie with you and your beautiful spouse and your or your handsome hubs husband send it to us we'll take care of the rest we'll go to costco we'll get it printed out and we'll put you guys up on the love you guys wall of fame because you know why because one extraordinary marriage it's about a movement of couples that are coming together that are taking action and lighting a flame under their marriage. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week and we will catch you next week.